The Direction Daily Gold Miners Index Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker NUGT for the 3X Bull and DUST for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the NYSE ARCA Gold Miners Index for a single day. The Gold Miners Index holdings include names such as Barrick Gold, Newmont Mining, Franco Nevada, and Newcrest Mining, with index country weightings including Canada, Australia, United States, and South Africa. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting, designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on gold miners, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to Direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services. Investors should purchase stocks like they purchase groceries, not like they purchase perfume. In other words, investing great Ben Graham was saying that you want to get the most amount of groceries for the least amount of spend. And that's really the essence of value investing. Today's ETF battles a head-to-head competition between ETFs that own value stocks. We've got Alpha Architect versus Vesco coming up. Stick around. You're watching ETF Battles. I'm Ron DeLegge. Happy to see you again. Keep your ETF battle requests coming. Hit us up with your ETF ticker symbols in the comment section below or on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. Don't forget to punch the subscribe button along with the like button. We just crossed 18,000 subscribers. Thank you so much to all of our loyal viewers and our audience members. Please be sure to tell your friends about us. Um, and if you've been enjoying our grab bag of wonder, Again, hit that like button. Now, be sure to check the description section below with links to our program sponsor, Direction Investments, plus viewer resources, including a new margin of safety investing tool. Join the wait list for that. Now, today's ETF battle was requested by a viewer named Manuel. And uh, Manuel wanted to see this contest between QVAL, that's from Alpha Architect, and ticker RPV from Invesco. Now, value stocks have been outperforming growth stocks in 2022. The Russell 1000 Value Over Growth ETF, that's RWVG, has an almost 25% year-to-date performance advantage over its growth-weighted peer, RWGV. And that's just a gigantic performance differential in favor of value stocks over growth. So the timing for today's ETF battle is quite good. So congratulations, Manuel. You get your choice of an ETF Battles coffee mug or a shirt. Hit the description section below with details on how to claim your prize. Judging today's value investing scuffle is a powerhouse combo. We've got Dave Natick with Vetify and Tom Ferrisagas with Bloomberg, the best in the business. Judges, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for that great introduction. Our four battle categories are cost, exposure, strategy, performance, and mystery. We're going to blaze through each of these categories one at a time, and uh, the composite results will be reported later on in the show with our final scorecard. Our judges can opt for split decisions. They can nominate wildcard ETFs if they feel there's a better choice elsewhere, and it's completely up to them. I'll say it. 
again, that the more chaos per capita that we can have on the show, all the better. Now, none of the battle outcomes, by the way, are ever predetermined or known in advance by myself or our judges. So let's start with the first category. Dave, please give us your analysis. Which of these ETFs wins the battle? So on raw cost here, RPV is at 35 basis points, points QVAL is at 49 basis points. So, you know, 14 basis points swing there. So you got to give that one to RPV. It actually gets a little worse when you take trading costs into account. RPV trades like water. It's a huge fund. It's been out forever. Uh, it is a go-to value fund for a lot of investors and has been for a long time. Uh, it trades to three, four basis point spread all day long, every day. QVAL is a little bit more by appointments. can hit something in the 15, 25, 30 basis points on the spread if people aren't that focused on it. Both of them are absolutely tradable, but on a raw basis, you got to give the cost advantage to RPV. Thank you, Dave. We shift next to Tom. How do you see it in terms of cost? First of all, kudos to your listener, Manuel, because these are great picks. These are a great value. I like both of these funds um, versus sort of just looking at some of the traditional VTV stuff or whatnot. So kudos on the picks. Uh, and I agree with Dave. Um, RPV, it's a little bit cheaper. Um, and also when you sort of factor in total cost of ownership, it does have an advantage there. Um, you know, it's this category is a little bit easier because I think when we get into the later ones, they're going to be a little bit tougher. Um, so at least this one's a little bit more clear cut. Um, and I think it's clear when you're here, it's RPV. That brings us next to the exposure strategy category. And uh, Tom, you're still up. So break it down for us. This is where it starts to get really interesting, uh, especially with value ETFs. Um, you know, even all, all these years and decades of research, I don't know if anyone can still agree what what value is, right? How we construct it. But RPV, this approach is a little bit more traditional and it's a composite, right? They're using price to book, price to earnings, price to sale. I think they even have a momentum screen in there. So it's a very sort of composite approach to, to value. Um, it, but what I like about this one compared to like the Russell one value strategy, it, it tries to go a little bit deeper, right? So it's not just sort of breaking it out. This is value, this is growth, but sort of go to the deepest value names that we can find. QVAL is even more intense. It's only using, I think, one metric, which is EV to EBITDA, which might be the only ETF that's using this metric. Uh, doesn't have any financials, which an RPV sort of skews towards that traditional value route and has some heavy financial exposure in there. QVAL uh, cuts that out. The other difference, and I like this one with RPV, is it will weight it based on its value score, right? So the, the higher value scores get a bigger rate versus QVAL, which is just equal weighted. It's a little bit more volatile because of that, but it's it's a this one's really really close. Uh, and just granted, between the two, there's only seven percent overlap. So this goes back to the whole like what is value because these are two different approaches with very little overlap. I, QVAL is a little bit more hardcore. It's got the one factor that they're married to. It's much more concentrated. It's only 50 holdings versus 122 for uh, RPV. Uh, and with QVAL. It really goes deeper into value. It's got some screens in there that tries to get rid of like the, the worst of the worst of the trashy value. But for this approach, I like, you know, most of the other value ETFs that there do have that composite approach. I like that it's a little bit more dedicated. It's more targeted. And the last thing, it's active. Um, I think it used to be indexed. It switched to active. And I like that overlay that there's this discretion on the rebalance. We don't have to get into it too much, but there's always sort of scuffle around rebalance dates, especially with momentum funds or, or things like that. I like that there's that discretionary aspect to it, that they're still managing towards this quant approach, but they have this discretion over the portfolio. So my long-winded answer is uh, I like QVAL uh, from the strategy perspective. Excellent analysis. Thank you very much for your insights, Tom. We shift next to Dave. 
How do you see it in terms of exposure strategy? I mean, Tom laid it out beautifully here. I, you know, I, a couple of things I'd add. Um, if you are focused on the S&P 500 as a key benchmark and perhaps you're trading a position off against your core beta exposure, our, RPV is great for that because it's really limiting you to the S&P 500 universe. And then it's really only picking the 100 or so stocks that are really deep value. It's the corollary to RPG, which is the growth fund from Invesco that does the same basic methodology. And everything in the middle just sort of that's a little bit of both gets left on the table. And I like that. If you're going to invest in value names, I like that it's clean. But to his point, I love what QVAL does here, right? They not only are they not locking themselves into a, you know, book value earnings and sales to price methodology, which is kind of what everybody does. They've got a different approach. They're also willing to reach much further down the cap spectrum. And a lot of folks want that. They want to be able to get some small cap exposure. At the moment, it's sitting at about 9%. It's actively managed. That could change tomorrow. Uh, but I like that it's reaching a little bit deeper. So I would give this to QVAL as well. Solid analysis. Thank you very much, Dave. That takes us next to performance. And uh, this is going to be interesting. So, Dave, what do you see in terms of performance? Which of these two ETFs stands out? Unfortunately, this one's really clear and not in the direction I'd particularly want to lean in. Uh, it, it, the performance of QVAL versus RPV is just objectively awful in every meaningful comparison period. Um, RPV is beating QVAL by 11% this year. I mean, that's a, it's one thing when funds are pretty close and it's a percent this year, but they give it back next year. It's pretty unequivocal that QVAL has just not been a favored approach for most of its history versus simply loading up on these mega cap value names, which is what RPV is always going to do. It's always going to be at the top of the cap spectrum, and it's always going to be these name brand names that everybody knows. Um, but unfortunately, it hasn't been working in Alpha Architect's favor here. QVAL is just not going to be the winner. It's got to be RPV. Tom, you're next on performance. How do you see it? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting for sure. And you know, when you look at value doing what's called well this year, depending on how you define it, this is the time I would want it to see it do really well, right? And it's unfortunate that it's sort of stumbling uh, in a time where it should be doing really well. And Dave brought up something really nice about if you're married to the S&P, RPV is sort of a really nice fit in that you maybe you're not going, you know, you can go into the fast lane a little bit, but you're not going full Autobahn like we are with QVAL. And I think a lot of people might like that. And it's, you see that over in the performance over the long term with RPV in that, you know, you're maybe not getting these really really aggressive moves that you might see with QVAL. And I think the smooth the the ride is a little bit smoother. And I might have mentioned it before, QVAL is a lot more volatile than RPV. So you have to factor that in too, even from a risk adjusted perspective, it doesn't look that great compared to RPV. So, uh, so I think uh, you know, Dave sort of teed it up really nice from a performance perspective, it's really tough to argue against RPV. Uh, in this case. So that one, uh, I'll give it to them. Now we shift to the uh, mystery battle category. This is where our judges can give us that single factor or multiple factors that they feel are crucial to today's matchup. So Tom, what is your mystery battle category and which of these ETFs wins it? I'm going to make a shameless Bloomberg plug here, but we've been working on quite a bit of tools that we have here. And one is sort of, we call it a smart beta spectrum. And we're trying to incorporate other things that we talked about here, concentration, volatility. And so the one aspect is factor loading, right? Like, yeah, are you really getting a loading towards value or is it just something that's masquerading as a value fund? Now, these are really close. They're both sort of in our spectrum, rank in the upper tier of sort of in our spectrum. So they do get loading, high loading towards value, uh, you know, they're, they're concentrated, uh, you know, so they're, they're good sort of proxies when value is coming back and you really want to get a big pop in value. 
QVAL ranks a little bit higher and just because of the concentration, because of its devotion to the one factor. So no one would have access to this unless you have a terminal, uh, but uh, we're happy to share it, of course, if any listener wants to know more about it. Um, but in our spectrum, uh, QVAL ranks a little bit higher. So I sort of like it from the loading perspective that you do get a little bit more value with QVAL than you would with RPV. So mystery battle being our spectrum tool would go to uh, QVAL. Very good. Dave, you're up next. Your mystery battle category, what is it and who wins it? So my category is smarts, and I'm going to give it to QVEL just based on that. And the reason is the team at Alpha Architect are some of the smartest folks in the academic finance world. They publish, they analyze other people's published financial work. They're constantly reinventing what it means to be a factor investor, what it means to be a quant. Um, the fact that this is an actively managed fund and it's being managed by an incredibly sharp team that's right at the front end of the science of this kind of investing. Uh, would give me a lot of solace to be in this fund, even if it was underperforming. So based on smarts, I'm going to give it to QVAL. Well, this battle is shaken down to be very evenly matched according to my battle scorecard. But we're going to see what our judges come up with. This is now the part of the program where they get a chance to give us their overall battle winner. So Dave, give it to us. I can't really justify it, but I'm going to go with QVAL here. Um, I'm not necessarily sure you should be trying to time when value is going to work and when value is not going to work. But if you're inclined to be wading into an aggressive factor strategy to chase the value factor, I think QVAL is going to be at the front end of when that works. Um, as you pointed out, like value really hasn't worked for a very long time. And we've got to put some quotation marks about working this year, not losing as much as a form of winning. But I'd really love to see QVAL come out of the gate off the base of this you know, recession that we may be walking into and really show its stripes. I have some belief that they'll be able to do it. So it's a little less scientific, but I got to give it to QVAL. Here. Tom, your final chance to weigh in with your overall battle winner? Yeah, it's really tough. Thank God the expense ratio one was clear cut because the other, as you can see, it's, it's really, you go down a really big rabbit hole and the stuff that Dave brought up on sort of the people aspect of it, I think is really important. And I'm going to go with QVAL. And the reason is I like the concentration. And if you look at, because some we were talking about, if RPV is sort of based off of the um, S&P 500, you have a lot of those names already in your VOO or SPY exposure. QVAL is completely different. So if you're looking for something that's really, really different, really unique names that you probably don't have in the other part of your portfolio, um, and you know, value does have a really aggressive comeback, um, I think it's a fund that might be better positioned for that. So for a lot of the stuff that Dave said and some of the additive stuff I just said now, um, I, I'm going to go with QVAL. Not to dis Invesco, I think they've done a lot of great work on the factor end. They were sort of doing it before before it became cool with, you know, sort of all the ETF issuers. So um, they have some really, really great funds. They're both really good funds overall. Um, and, but uh, I think QVAL is going to edge this one out. Well, our judges have right. spoken. Uh, Dave, did you want to say one more thing? No, no. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that it went that way, but I'm pleased. Well, our judges have spoken. And according to my battle scorecard, today's winner is QVAL taking a surprising victory and this is why we do these ETF battles, because you never know how it's going to shake down. But you know, I just made some great points. I mean, this is an index-based strategy in RPV versus an active strategy in QVAL. And um, QVAL, of course, uh, has the flexibility to own smaller companies, whereas RPV is limited to S&P 500 companies that fit its value scoring methodology. 
Um, also, a couple of other points on talking about cost uh, that I that I want to point out. Even though QVAL is slightly more expensive than RPV, look at the relative expense of that ETF versus other actively managed value funds. And I think uh, you'll you'll agree that you're getting a lot of bang for your buck in terms of active managers. And as our judges pointed out, uh, these are some very sharp minds that are running that particular ETF. So um, really great points overall that our judges made. And uh, again, thank you for cutting through the clutter and making us uh, or helping us to understand uh, these two ETFs and and uh, making it very clear for us. Thank you again, Dave and Tom, for your outstanding and timely analysis. Keep up the good work. Oh, thanks for having us. Thanks. This was great. Visit the description section below for research links to our judges. And while you're there, visit the link to our program sponsor, Direction Investments, and our viewer resources. Well, thanks again to all for watching. Uh, be sure to pick up the ETF Battles podcast. We also simulcast on major platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Which ETF battle would you like to see in our next episode? Give us your ticker symbols in the comment section below or on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. I'm Rhonda Leggy. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. The Direction Daily Gold Miners Index Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker NUGT for the 3X Bull and DUST for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the NYSE ARCA Gold Miners Index for a single day. The Gold Miners Index holdings include names such as Barrick Gold, Newmont Mining, Franco Nevada, and Newcrest Mining, with index country weightings including Canada, Australia, United States, and South Africa. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on gold miners, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services.